say it again. Next on Five on Him Friday. shooting on I-25 in an Uber brings the morning commute to a grinding halt. Caller's an Uber driver stating he just shot a passenger. That this is weird because they're not arresting black people for no reason? God damn, this disease must be serious. <laughs> no, he just... Fatherhood Friday Season 3 Episode 8 This is Chalmer How are you doing out here man? Are you living in fear? Are you overwhelmed? Are you stressed out? Um, Has the coronavirus impacted you In some way, shape or form? I know it has for me And I'm not going to get into details Of how it's impacted You got to go back and listen to the last two episodes I um, where I was spilling out my heart and telling you what, what what I was experiencing and what I was going through. But I'm in better spirits this Friday. Um, with the coronavirus, we can almost feel like this is all that is going on in the world. Like we don't deal with uh, social injustice. We don't deal with racism. We don't deal with uh, a corrupted um, government. We don't deal with real life issues and current events well today's episode we are shifting gears um this episode um we're going i am interviewing a good friend of mine by the name of mike hancock and he's going to be giving you his story true story of his situation and how he went through it and how god was with him and how he came uh, out on the other side. I'm not going to go into details. That's what uh, today's episode. So you're just going to have to listen to the interview. It's a little lengthy. It's about 40, 45 minutes. Um, and there's a little bit of uh, profanity in there. But if you can get past the profanity, if you can get past the realness and the rawness, what you see is a hope and not a hope in uh, the justice system, but a hope in God and a hope in that God is ultimately in control of everything we go through, whether we want to believe it, whether we understand it or not. Um, and so I'm going to cue up for you uh, this brother's story, which was a true event that just happened two years ago that made national headway. So sit back, relax, um, stop what you're doing. If you haven't listened to any of my episodes, this is the one you want to listen to, and this is the one you want to reshare with other people as we're in this coronavirus season, because we will come out of it, but we got to be strong, 
a wise person once told me, a ship only goes down when there's water inside it. It doesn't matter how much water is around it, but it matters if the water gets inside. And so we have to have that mindset as we're in this season, just as this brother did when he was going uh, through this life-altering story. Sit back, relax, and stay tuned. And before I, before, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before I say stay tuned, if you're enjoying what you're hearing right now, follow me. Where? Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Bullhorn, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Spot, uh, did I say Spotify? Of course I did. Follow me right now. However you got to do it. Also, if you if you like what you're hearing, please donate or if above all else, reshare this with someone else that might need to hear it. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. If somebody was listening to this podcast for the very first time, tell the people out there who you are. When people hear that name in Denver, Colorado, Mike Hancock or Michael Hancock, they think of the mayor. But you're not related to the mayor, are you? Who are you and what do you represent? about 10 I say about 10 yeah you know what I mean we've been doing ministry and trying to make sure that we're providing the community with something that you know is an option or an alternative to what what is basic whether it was you doing you know your 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 comedian thing or whether it was me doing my rapping thing or you know us doing you know the, the event thing with you know somebody that was throwing something on right? yeah which I mean, and, and I mean, a man of God under that umbrella falls so many different things for the both of us, man. Like, like you said, you know, you, 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 you DJ, you produce beats. I do comedy. Um, we've done, we've done both at the same venue before, whether it's on Colfax or whether it's at the church. Um, you know, our kids are around the same age. Um, you, you know what I mean? So it's, it's so many different things. And I just think at the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to inspire people, you know? So what have you been up to since you've been out? Like I said, I'm still working on the music on the law. I'm still over here working on videos. I'm still working on, you know, 
prison ministry, I'm still working on the things that I got to work on because it's it's if I don't work on it, I would feel like I'm not being real with me. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? You right. know how it is, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why you got this podcast up. You know what I mean? If you don't do something and put something out there that that you know you can talk about right now. Right. Because right. I, I, like, I'm here with my wife. You know what I mean? Me and my wife, we are on good grounds. However, I feel like if I, when me and her got married, the first year we got married, I stopped doing music. You see what I'm saying? Because I wanted the whole year for her not to be able to say nothing except for, oh, okay, you know, well, right. he, he here with me. But that's because I heard it in the Bible. It says that in the Bible, it says before a man goes to war, if he just gets married, tell him to pause and spend his time with his wife so he can actually enjoy what he's obtained. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's, that's the hard part, too, because we live in a society right now where it's like you get married, screw it. Go ahead. Let's keep running. You know what I'm saying? And every, she was a stay at home mom for like two years. Two right. Years. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because it was like, okay, man, I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, you know, I love you. This is a safe haven God gave you to me. So let me make sure that I'm putting down good ground inside your heart for us to have children on. You know what I mean? If we don't have good ground in your heart, when our children come out, you're going to be looking at our children like, look at this little bastard, man. I'm not trying to, man, come on, man. Get out of my face, kid. You feel what I'm saying? Because a woman naturally kind of puts that, that like, ingrained, the thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Right, the thoughts and stuff in their head. So Exactly. So how do you feel, Mike, as a black man in America? As a black man and as anybody in America, right? Because if we're really talking about the technical uh, 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 issues, right? We got pharmaceutical that's the biggest drug dealer in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they've right. been getting people strung off of heroin for years. Right? These opiates are not a game. Right? People are on on the edge with this stuff and we're losing whole states because because of it. Right? Now we got the people freaking out because of corona coronavirus, but once again, that goes back into okay, are we looking at all of the information and being wise about how we respond, right? Not react, right? Because react shows I don't have much of a choice. I have to do this, right? And it doesn't happen out of a whole lot of thought process. But to respond means I step back, I took a moment, and I I thought things through, and now I'm going to appropriately continue on to whatever it is that I want to accomplish, right? Well, Mike, take, take us back to the summer of 2018. Um, tell us about uh, the the accident on the highway, um, the going through the justice system, spending time in jail, um, the trial. Take a, take us through, walk us through that for those of us that don't know the details of what happened to you that night. Man, you know it's it's very crazy because I was in the studio right before I started working. Okay, right. You remember, I was over there at the Art Institute at the time. Right. Right? So, so I, and I was still working at the group home. Right. With the kid. 
Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I'm I'm doing this, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go over to the studio, play a few riffs. I have my guitar, I'm playing some, and got some stuff recorded. Now, if I got some stuff recorded, you know what I mean? I came back and seen, okay, well, shoot, we can make something happen. You know what I mean? Because just like you, you know, because you was doing it for a minute. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Right. You know, when when a prime opportunity comes in, you're going to go and try to make sure that you take that opportunity to provide for your family. Correct. Right. So I'm doing what we did. Right. So it's like, okay, boom. The only difference is, you know what I mean? When everything started to, to go along, the system did not help me. Right? Okay. Twelve people, twelve people with a, a good enough sense mind that was sitting there and looking at the situation like, okay, what's the facts? Okay, well, plainly, the facts are that there's bullets over here on one side of the highway. You see a trail blood to the other side of the highway, and then you got somebody saying, "Hey, look for the cameras because you'll see everything that happened." Mm-hmm. That was me. I called the police, right? I asked somebody, hey, call the police. I had witnesses that seen the stuff that went down. But they tried to act like none of that stuff existed, bro. Mm-hmm. The DA literally tried to hide evidence mm-hmm. of a bunch of times in my case, bro. They were trying to bury me. The only thing that really got me out of there was God. Mm-hmm. That's it, bro. And, mm-hmm. that, and that's, that's something that I can tell you 100% when I was in there. I had brothers that was in there fighting the same type of self-defense case. You see what I'm saying? You got a cat like Corey Davis, right? Corey Davis, he's up in there right now mm-hmm. for a self-defense case that they was like, oh, uh, you know what? Dude got shot one time, and they gave him 47 years on a deal. That was, that was their deal. It was a range from 35 to 47. That was the type of uh, numbers that they was talking about trying to give me. Except they said, that's what will... My first... Pe- Alright. I mean? And I appreciate you writing me while I was in there. This the, this the only reason why I'm on here with you, bro, is because you're a real one, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to do... Like, talk about this stuff. Yeah. I don't like to... You know what I'm saying? But you wrote me while I was in there, bro. Uh, you know I, what I mean? Bro, I... That, that was the thing that, that, that touched my heart because it's like, bro... You don't even realize how many people is in there, and it's like they don't exist no more. Right. It's like we dropped off the planet. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like other than my wife and my and my and my and my and my mom and them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not trying to call nobody. They just snatched me out of my son's life. Right. You feel me? They snatched me out of. I'm an active father. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have my friends in Muay Thai right now. They'd be practicing on pianos and practicing on drums, mm-hmm. practicing DJing, practicing making beats. We work out together. Like, we draw together. We paint together. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, I'm doing all this stuff. I go out to make some money. A person attacks me, right, tries to touch me, right? I say, hey, man, stay out. You know what I mean? Because I'm not homophobic, bro. Right. You know what I mean? I got people that are gay friends that I've had since I was in high school. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Whether they're lesbian or gay. You know what I mean? But they know where I stand because it's Christ. I got Muslim friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got Hindu friends, atheist friends. They know where I stand because it's Christ. 
You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. People that see me be like, uh, and then people that won't mess with me because they know, like, hey, man, you know what I mean? He's not going to bend on this, and he always going to talk about this. I don't really want to be around this. Right. I don't really want uh, because, and then people that straight up gang banging like, oh, yeah, Nick, uh, uh, yeah, you know, right. uh, I believe God sent people down here just to kill people. Right. Like, people like that that are like, bro, pray, pray for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get it in. Let's talk about God for real. And I try to uphold them to a level like, hey, bro, I'm here for you. You're here for me. That's what God sent us down here for. You know what I'm saying? When you look at what it says in Galatians 5, right. 16, it said work by the, the fruits of the, of the spirit, not the fruits of the flesh. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Work in that. So you have to, oh, okay. Okay, make sure that they know fits of rage. That's, that's the flesh. You know what I'm saying? If you're raging out, bro. Yeah, but it's, it's little details. So I believe that even with this situation, God sent me there, and that situation had to happen so I could know that no matter what, God's with me. But more than that, it had to show me like, hey, man, you know, you got a lot of brothers that's in there. They, they need you to, you know, continue to run the race. If you're going to run, run a good race and stay faithful to it. So you know I, what I mean? I'm saying? Because it's important to, to like, really... Reach out to your brothers. This the this the hard thing though, right? If you're free, reach out to your brothers that's in there. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Ain't nobody reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. You feel sure what I'm saying? And that's real. If nobody's praying for them, then nobody's praying for them for real, for real. Like it's real like that. You know what I'm saying? And if you're in there with them, and you you find yourself as a man of faith in there, you gotta stand up and stand on your faith. You should have been standing on your faith out here. And that was one of the funny things, right? Because people would say to me, you know what I'm saying, when I, cause when I first got locked down, they put me in uh, 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 20, 23 and 1, right? Yeah, 23-hour 20, lockdown. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was in there for a whole month. They tried to keep me in there for the whole time that I was in there, bro. But I, I fought on, put grievances, put grievances. You know what I'm saying? Some of my stuff ended up missing. And don't get me wrong, there were some deaths that were in there that was, like, really trying to be, like, upstanding and really doing the right thing. You know what I mean? And right. So it's not everybody. There's a bunch. Right. But that's life, right? Right. You're not going to find a perfect Christian. You're not going to. You know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. going to find a perfect... But then you're not... You also are going to see a Christian that's really trying to be a Christian. And then a Christian that's... You know, they don't they don't really care. It's just, you know, this a fad right now. I'm trying to make something happen right now because... Uh, Right. You know, this is just, you know what I mean? You can tell that, right? You right. Know what I mean? But it's not, it, and, and yet and still, holy is God, it's not our place to really judge on that. It's our place to hold them accountable with our actions. We right. can preach all the time, but sometimes we should use words. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. And so how do you feel like now since you've been out, because I think you've been out since what, last year? How, how do you? I've been out since October. October 2019. You know what I mean. Saw the video. How do you feel like you can live? Even it? that was. You know what I'm saying. Even that was so. It was like, what the heck? How, where did you come from? Hey, and you know what I'm saying. I'm not worried about nothing except for going to go pick up my boys. You feel what I'm saying? Right. My 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 team is right there. I got my wife. She gave me a hug. Everybody came running up on me. First thing that happened, everybody came running up on me. 
So you you gave people hope because as a as a man and as a black man and everything that's going on in society, everybody probably looking at you like he about to get life. It ain't no way he going to come back from this kind of situation. And you came back from the dead and showed people hope, not in the justice system, but in God. So he inside this book, bro. I spent the first month in solitary confinement reading this book and getting myself right. If a man doesn't love himself enough, 
right? To just really look at, okay, am I being any kind of way to my to to my wife that I shouldn't be? And you could be doing the best you can, right? Right. Making money, making money, right? Paying bills, doing everything, paying bills. Your wife could be happy, right? Mm-hmm. But you can feel off, right? If you feel off, that means that you have to pay attention to something, and you have to look at, okay, am I am I going in the right direction, right? Yeah. And I think I think that that was the most pivotal thing too. It's so many layers to what happened for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for the people that was in there, seeing them on their own little personal journey, right? Seeing you on your personal journey, seeing that you, you're not even in Colorado no more. Right? right. You know what I'm saying? Seeing how everybody's, you know, in their own, but seeing that it's, it's spreading out and it's for a purpose, right? Like a vine, right? God was talking about a vine, right? And we're supposed to be connected to the vine. We're supposed to be the, the fruit of the vine, Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and when you're getting pruned, it might not feel right. It might not feel good, and you know something, something can happen to a jar you. Right, a, a snipping is not a is not an easy thing. Right, and with that, you know what I mean. Rest in peace to the dude. You know, Mr. Kim. Yeah, you know what I mean, he was on some weirdo shit, bro. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like. You know, if you're there in a place for something particular, right? If I offer a service, which is a ride, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're here for, bro. Right. If I offer a service like uh, music, uh, like you offering this podcast, that's what you're here for. Yeah. Right? Don't be over here for no, no weird stuff. Don't do weird stuff. And I can only imagine, you know with some of these women that are out here driving Uber feel, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was, I'm ready for anything at any time, right? I was ready to fight with my fist, but I was also ready if he came at me with a weapon. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I seen. That's why I protected myself the way that I did. And you have to look at what the facts of what that situation was. The facts were I'm driving down the highway at night while there's traffic, as a person attacks me, right? Mm-hmm. Right, you was the car a, starts swerving. You say what? The, the car starts you know swerving. Know yeah, you was off of I twenty five going south. Right, right. The car starts swerving, and guess who didn't get a picture of any tire marks that day? Didn't get any pictures of any fingerprints that day. Didn't get any finger. Uh, or didn't get any evidence of of certain things, right? Right. right. The, it, it just was. It was just. The odds were stacked okay. against you. The, hmm. the odds right. were. And so. The odds were stacked though, against right? you. Mm-hmm. That's a giant, bro. Mm-hmm. That's a giant, and it's not me that beat him. Mm-hmm. It's not me that beat him. It's God saying, "Hey, he stood up in truth. He brought you the facts. You know what I mean? The people that were sitting in that courtroom that day, they know the facts. You know what I'm saying? They know the facts and the facts." had shown the proof, bro, that they tried to set me up and send me to prison for the rest of my life. 
like they do so many, bro. I had to get a feel good hearing. And this is something that anybody that's listening to your podcast, you just got a jewel right there. Mm. It's called a feel good hearing. I learned that from a man that was locked down with me. His name is Keith Lamble. You can look him up on JK and holler at him. You know what I'm saying? He's like a, a, a guy that's in there doing, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, legal stuff. They they gave him life. Okay. Okay. He was my bunkie, right? He okay. He was right underneath me. You see what I'm saying? Uh, also, you got, you know, but anyhow, Bill Guru hearing, right? When you have a Bill Guru hearing, that's a clear uh, disagreement between you and your counsel as far as the direction that you guys are trying to go, as far as showing the truth of the evidence, right? Right. If you're trying to show something and your lawyer is saying, no, I don't think that I want to do any of I had a person that was working on my team, right? Her name was Holly Lucas, right? Okay. And she, she said to me, she said, Hey, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think you, you know, this is like a second degree heated passion or something like that, you know, so you probably get like 45 years or something like that, you know, we can probably get a deal for that. I said, what, what are you talking about? This is self-defense. I defended myself. Why is it, why is it against the law for me? As a person that I've tried my best to be trained as best as I can to be safe, right, with the weapon. Right. So that I can make sure that I can preserve my life and the life of my family. So it's 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 That's second degree if you're black, but if you're white, it's self-defense. And that, and we, we've seen that clearly during this whole span of time, right? Mm-hmm. Because from what I heard from people that were out here was, okay... There's, uh, what's it called? There's a, a, a case that was down in New Mexico, right? That happened around the same time. A case that was down in Florida that happened around the same time. And those guys got automatic self-defense, right? But those guys weren't black, right? right? Those guys weren't pinned between a car on the highway. You see what I'm saying? Right. And the barrier on the highway. You know what I'm saying? Even right. with the car going... You know what I'm saying? Where where am I supposed to run at night with cars passing on the highway while wearing all black? Right. Where are you supposed to run? And somebody hanging out the car door looking like they're going to shoot you. What should you do? Right. I mean, what should you do when you tell them about this and then they refuse to get fingerprints to make sure that everything's squared off, we can let you go in the next 24 hours? Right. I mean, everybody can always say what they would have done, but until you're actually in the moment, it's hard to say what you would or would not do. You know, Um, and and that's what I could tell people. I'm like, it's easy to point the finger, but until you're in that moment where it could be life or death or your life is in jeopardy, it's hard to say what you would or wouldn't do. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent, because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I tried to jump out to let him take the car. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I was getting attacked and my hair was getting pulled as I tried to jump out the car, right? Because I seen him reach for something. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. When I seen that. I said, oh, shit. 
and I hopped out the car, got my hair pulled, still getting pursued as I'm jumping out the car, bro. Right. You see what I'm saying? I tell them about this. I tell them, look at his fingerprint or look at underneath his fingernails. Like, come on, bro. Okay, during trial, they said there was other uh, stuff found under his finger. Come on, bro. Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they... It's like... Obviously... They found the evidence and still didn't want to even give any gratification to it, bro. They don't care. If they can try... And they told blatant, blatant lies in front of the judge, and it's all good. But you know why it's all good? It's something that when you're looking in case law... It's called prosecutorial immunity, immunity, right? Prosecution immunity. Right? Okay. Prosecutorial, yeah, prosecution, uh, prosecution immunity, which means you can't, uh, you can't sue them, you can't do nothing for none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they're doing this because they practice, practice the law. When you look in the definition in Black Law's dictionary of law, the practice of the law is to be able to lie, right? That's in Black Law's dictionary. You can look that up. I can send you, I got some Westlaw, I can send you that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, the, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. People don't realize here in Colorado, you know what I'm saying, our, our self-defense law is the same as a few other places. But that's the thing. They'll try to push you just like they tried to push me, and they'll make you take a deal. You see what I'm saying? Right. I've had three, four, five people that I was locked up with taking deals, taking deals, taking deals that lived with me. That's just with me. And right. that's in a room, that's in a in a section, right? In these pods, there are 64 people in these pods. You feel what I'm saying? There's eight men in each pod. Out of all 64, you have four white guys. The rest are black and Mexican, bro, or Latino. You see what I'm saying? Right, because the thing is, and I learned this a long time ago because I had a little situation uh, when I was a teenager where where I had caught a a misdemeanor court case. And basically, the lawyer tries to convince you to take the plea deal because if you take the plea deal, then they feel like it's a lesser charge versus going to trial and then losing and then you get the max charge because you lost. Right. You know, and a lawyer, they, they want to win more right, than anything. Right. They want to win more yeah, than anything. About this, right? If you tell somebody, but, and, and once again, this is where, this is where it gets weird. Right? If you tell somebody the truth, you should be able to know that I told you the truth. I can show you the truth. Right? I can show you that this is happening. And you should believe me. We've seen that not happening so many times, right? You know what I mean? When you're thinking about cats like, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 the New York Five, right? They right. got locked down for all them years. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And so many other cases like that. Right. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's why, to me, my case, I'm not trying to say nothing about my case. What is my case? My case ain't nothing. This happens all the time. I'm one person that God... Blessed for what reason? I'm trying to figure that out. Let me sit down. Let me try to listen to what God's trying to say so I can try to figure out what can I do to help my brothers that are still locked down. Because I'm out here now, and this is another another part of the war. You know what I'm saying? My story is not nothing, not nothing unique. Like, right. 
it, they, but they're still trying to do more of the other thing. You know what I'm saying? And when I say my story is not unique, it's like my story of being locked down. Me being able to be acquitted, yeah, I can agree. You know what I'm saying? Which feels even more weird, right? Right. That don't happen that much, right? Right, next to none. My story as far as me getting locked, being, being sabotaged, people trying to sabotage me and trying to lock me down for the rest of my life. Nah, that happens all the time. Huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a gang of people in there right there that... I, that Come on, bro. Right. We can name them off. You know what I mean? But it's like. But to be found not guilty is like next to none. And that's, 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 I think that's, that's, you feel me, bro? They didn't shoot me when I, when I, when I called them. You feel me? And that's one of the things that I, I remember being afraid of. Like, damn, bro. Like, I really had to pop somebody and they're standing over here and they're looking and they're yelling and they're trying to act like they might just pop me, bro. You know what I mean? And that might have just cleared up everything right there. They wouldn't have had to spend all that money on a, on, on a, on a case. You know what I mean? To go through because that cost the city money to, Go and try something and be like, oh, well, you're wrong because the information that you tried to uh, skew was a lie and it was wrong and you're wrong for trying to do this to people, right? You know what I mean? But I was glad that, you know, at least God blessed me with my lawyer, my lawyer that came in after the first lawyer because of the biblical hearing, right? After when my my lawyer, you know what I mean, came in. Right. Sure, bro. You know what I mean? It was like a night and day difference. Like, I would call up my lawyer that I was first assigned. She would not pick up the phone. You know what I'm saying? She wouldn't even have her messages, you know, sometimes. Set um, up. Uh, what's it called? Erased. Mm. Right? It would be, it would be, cool. oh, this message is full. Yep. You feel me? Yeah. This message is full. Yep. This message is full. Then I get the other one, and it was like, what the heck, bro? Like, are you serious? And then the the even more crazier thing about it, right? This is this is what, because Jana is her name. She came in, and once Jana came in, her name is Jana Stewart. When she came in, after the case was done, she left. Mm. I said, "What the hell?" What do you mean left? Like what's going on? What do you mean left? She because she was ADC, bro. Okay, and what she was ADC. ADC is Alternative Defense Council. Okay. That's why I did the Bilgaru. That's why I did the Bilgaru hearing. Okay. I did the Bilgaru hearing because I wanted to make sure that I could get some kind of off Alternative Defense Council to fight my case with because the Public Defender's Office was not the ones that were doing it at the time. Jana had already started her application for back to go work for the Public Defender's Office, right? So mm-hmm. she was going to come, and I got over here, uh, I went, my uh, public defender, she dropped out the race, totally. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So she she went on a sabbatical, and I was like, okay. So the uh, judge denied my bilgaroo, but he said if the public defender um, continues to act in these ways, you can come back and, you know, do this. Hearing the grant, and I'll grant it so you can get alternative defense counsel. I said, cool. You know what I'm saying? But Jonathan already did her application to become a, a public defender. Luke, the other 
other guy that was a part of my original team, he said, Mike, I don't know what, you know, is going on. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to help you, you know. And you got to understand how I felt at that time, right? Okay. I'm, I'm studying case law all by myself just in case I got to go pro se. I got some good fellas that are around me, you know what I mean? And when I say good fellas, I mean people that I felt like God sent me in certain times throughout there to really have good conversations with uh, a bill with, and then, you know, we can go ahead and get to another level with uh, clarity of understanding, right? Mm -hmm. So I had sat down and looked at some of these case laws, and I'm studying these case laws, and when she came in, it was, it was, it was like, dang, like Luke really said what he was, he was going to do is what he was going to do. You know, I couldn't worry. What am I going to worry about? You know what I'm saying? If I get life without parole, bro, I get life without parole. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, what, okay. If I break down, what's that going to help? Nothing. If, you feel me? I already had that realization. Like, I had to do what I had to do. And that's why I had that realization. Because why should I feel bad that I, I wanted to not die? Right. Why should... You see what I'm saying? Right. You didn't want to. You didn't want to die a slow death, so I might as well fight it. Like I'm not going to get shot on this highway. I'm not going to sit over here and run across the highway, and get hit by a car, and have you shoot me out the other side. I'm not going. Why are you attacking me in the first place? I'm giving you a ride. You know what I'm saying? This is my job. Well, you got into my car. According. Yeah, according to the. Do you feel like your yeah. sons? Look at you differently now, or it's it's just it's it's business as usual, or love as usual. Man, my 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 sons have had some dynamic conversations with me, honestly, bro. And that I think that's the craziest part. They're five and six. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They had to see a whole lot of stuff and wonder why their dad just disappeared. He went to Uber one night, and now he ain't came back. Right. You feel what I'm saying? For a minute, my wife wouldn't even put them on the phone because she didn't know how to, and I had to try to, you know, and, and this is what we was talking about. I think the most important thing for each man to realize is no matter where you are, if you're locked up or if you're at home, your people, your wife, your kids, they just need your mind. Right. Your mind. Your mind and your heart. Exactly. If it's not engaging, if it's not engaging, then you're losing them. And that, I think that's with anybody, right? And you wouldn't expect right. anybody to be in love with a person that doesn't engage them. Right. right? You wouldn't love your wife if she didn't engage you over over a long span of time, right? Correct. Even if y'all were married. Correct. So I think I think that that's the thing that we always have to remember is even with our hearts being broken, right? Us mm. feeling like the world's trying to take us down as black men, right? Men Sure, right? Especially now. Right. But, you know what I mean? Not every man's the same, and not every woman's a feminist, and I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, you know, right now we're at a time where if we know that we're hurting, you know what I mean, emotionally feeling off, you know, that's, that's, that's our struggle. You know, we have to be able to, to trust a woman enough, our woman, to tell her, right? Right. Mike, why do you continue to be a father after everything you've been through? 
some people that have gone through the same or similar situations, they end up skipping town, starting a new life, and just starting over from scratch. What 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 gives you the motivation and the inspiration to keep going? There you go. Who gonna, who gonna show our kids how to be men if we don't show our kids how to be men? There you go. I mean, you know. You feel what I'm saying? People are always talking crazy. Like, it don't make sense. People, everybody's going through a process. Life is a process. If you're not going through a process, you know, and, and, and it might not be like me, right? I, I'm not on social media right now. I'm not on none of this stuff right now yeah. because right now in my process, I'm just nurturing my family again. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm making sure my sons is good. I'm making sure my wife is good. And I'm making sure that I get my, my, my house back in order. Right. right. That's what a man's supposed to do, isn't it? Right. right. You, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like, it's very interesting to see, you know, even, even you know, in the time that I, I hopped on YouTube. And I, I get on YouTube, you know what I mean? And I guess that's... That's social media and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like, even the stuff that I see, people jump to conclusions about things that, that, that they, they should never, you know what I mean? A wise person should always stop, ask questions, try to look and, and see how much information do I know about what I'm talking about. Right. Right. And I think. I think that's what a lot of people in the church have fallen uh, prey to not doing, right? A lot of people in the world in general have fallen prey to not doing. And then now, like like we were just saying, this narrative of the Father, we're switching it around. And that's the most important thing, right? To make sure that we're we're uplifting each other, to make sure that we're, we're, uh, we're, we're supporting each other if we see a weak point.